Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from East Lake, Yorba Linda. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say East Lake today. It gave me another thing I could say as to where we are. There you go. And we are not at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills during the day. We are not there right now because it's, this is Calvary Chapel, though, right behind us. How do you like our new background? Let us know if it uh, if, if it's um, if it's good. If you like it, I didn't know what else to say there. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm a little dazed and confused right now. <laughs> What's going on? I didn't sleep at all last night. And so I'm no. just walking no. around in the no. daze today. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to get my feet underneath me and I'm having a little trouble. Maybe it'll little spirit filled devotional, a little bit of Jesus. And who kept you up? <laughs> See, that's the trouble. You have to fall asleep before me. I tried. I tried, but you kept the TV on so late. But I had earphones in. You couldn't it hear it. It's so bright. Really? Oh, the whole room is lit up with our 80-inch TV. I was wide awake. You guys have this problem? In, uh, those of you <laughs> Every that are, married those of you couple that are, that are a married couple. I don't want any of you that aren't married couple to be in the same bed. You better be like uh, Lucy and, Rick, and Ricky Ricardo, where you have separate beds <laughs> and keep one foot on the ground. Every married couple has this issue in one form or another. It's usually the wife that snores. That's the case in what? our, our marriage. What? Who's <laughs> <laughs> on right now? Hey, Danielle. Nice Hi, to see you. Danielle. So happy to see you. Um, so we're going to get into the devotional here. Uh, but first, go to Resurrect. Well, just remember to go to ResurrectMinistry.com. Mm. That's where you'll find all of our content. And you will need to do what? Subscribe, hit like, uh, follow, send us an email. I'm trying to keep you involved. To keep you right, jumping. give me a job. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise I'm yawning. Yes. I'm All right. sorry, folks. Here we go. May 3rd, uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional. It's entitled A Spirit of Hunger and Thirst. The reference is Matthew 5 6, which I think was yesterday's too, right? Yes. Okay. And it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They for they fit, shall be filled. Wow. If this is how the whole if this is how my beginning is, how is my whole reading? They got it short. Let me try that again. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Much better that time. The scripture reading is Hebrews 1, 8 through 9 and 2, 1 through 18. Here, let me do this first before we go on. I'm going to make sure and copy it and put it into the banners. Sorry, I should have done this, done, done this in the beginning. There we go. Uh, and back to Smith Wigglesworth. He says, the Beatitudes of the Spirit are truly lovely. We must emphasize that God will not fail to fill us. Mm. No man can hunger and thirst after righteousness. Unless God has put the de desire in him, unless God has put the desire in him, this righteousness is the righteousness of Jesus. Yes. In 1 John 5, 4 through 5, we find these verses. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Righteousness is more than paying our way. We hear someone say, oh, I never do anything wrong to anybody. I always pay my way. This is simply life in the flesh, but there is a higher law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. I must see that Jesus is my perfect righteousness. He came by the power of God. It says in Romans 8.3, For what the law could do, could not do, 
in that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his son, his own son, in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. But the divine touches of heaven never leave your stationary, but rather increase your thirst and appetite for greater things. Something within makes you press on until you are empty of everything else so that you may be filled with what God is pressing in. This righteousness is a walk with God and a divine inheritance. It is seeking the face of Jesus until you cannot be satisfied without drinking of his spirit and being overflowed continually with his blessings. I cannot be satisfied without Christ's, Christ's righteousness. He gives us thirst for the immensity of God's power. It is a divine problem that is solved in only one way, having him. Thought for today, having him, we have all things. This is so funny. What? Because <laughs> I'm shaking my head as because I wish I would have had this last night at our our Bible study. I had the chance to um, to talk with a gentleman who was who's struggling. He's going through a little bit difficult time, and um, my message to him was that although he, like I, for a period of time, thought I was Christian or believe, I, I was Christian, I was and I was religious because I <laughs> I was going through the motions. And I've learned that being religious is not necessarily good. It may not be good at all mm. uh, because it, it, you think you're doing something. You think you're, you're, um, you think you're Christian. You can go proclaiming I'm Christian and you can be not anything. You cannot even be close to It'll be one of those things where God looks at it and he goes, step aside. You, you, you go in that line. You're going to go down those stairs oh, <laughs> and you no. behind you, you're going to go up those stairs. And this so, wait a minute, but I, but I'm good. I, I don't I don't do anything bad to people. I'm right. I'm very nice. And that and that's kind of what my message was. I said, listen, I hear you speaking and saying, you know, God wants right me, things. wanted me to come here to the Bible study. Oh yeah, God wanted me to. That, that was you feeling guilty and thinking I better go to Bible study. That's not God telling you to go to Bible study. Right. That, that's how that's how I walked around. Um, I need to go to the men's group. I need to help set up things uh, out of guilt because I was raised Catholic, number one. But, I, but uh, because of the men that I began to associate it with, I, I had kind of committed to the men. Uh, and out of guilt, I went to help set up tables. responsibility, yeah, commitment. Flip the burgers at the barbecue. And, and, but took it as if I was being I was, godly. I was being godly. And that's what I was trying to explain to him. I said, I, I, I have a feeling that there's something else. There's some other things you need to give up. And, uh, and I just kind of wish I would, I, I'm actually, I guess I'm glad I didn't have it because I was able to kind of pull it up out of my, yeah. You kept uh, telling him that you told me you need to surrender, surrender, but I, I mean, it is the message that I often have for anybody that's watching. That's not quite there yet is that you got to understand that it you could, if you're like me, where you're, you're going to church on Sunday and you're doing all these things, you're busy, 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 but really you've not changed anything. Like monkey me. in monkey up. <laughs> And you're wondering why your life isn't getting better because his life definitely is not getting better. As a matter of fact, it's going downhill. And I saw myself sitting across the table wow. and I said, and doesn't it make you sad that you look at these people, whether you see yourself in them or not. And you're like, wow, there's a big chance. You're going to blame God for this. Mm -hmm. Like that. You're yep. 
totally clueless that 97% of this is your fault and you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have a very hard time seeing what their sins have done to bring about yep. the the loss and the tragedy and the confusion and the chaos and everything else. Yep. And that was kind of the the the, the story a little bit that you know we had to work out that you know you keep talking about what people are doing to you and what's happening to you. Um, but you stay. You continue to put yourself in the situation. You continue to be there. And what you're doing now is saying it's because of them that I'm how I am. Mm. It's because of what they did to me is how I am now. Uh, that's already been done. You need to forgive them. You need to move on. You need to now look to your your godly father. Right. That godly father loves you. And Let he, him he make the new you, man. Read the book. He tells you in the book that he loves you all the time. You've been waiting for your father to tell you he loves you. He's never going to tell you that he loves you. Just maybe accept that. Yeah. God loves you. Yes. So I think that was, I'm so sorry. I almost thought I was not going to even bring that up today, but there was everything about the scripture is about this discussion that I had with him. So true. Um, But what speaks to you in this particular devotional? I'm just meditating these days a lot on how the Old Testament uh, was all about God's story of rules and laws and um, Jesus is about grace. And so we don't really understand law and the sin and how that, how Romans talks a lot about this, that how literally knowing law makes the flesh sin. Like as soon as you're told you're not allowed to do this, it makes you want to do it. And, and the apostle Paul even said that it says, why is it that everything I don't want to do, I do and everything I want to do, I don't do. I mean, it's literally that God created that visceral reaction so that we knew that we needed grace. Because people say, why did God do this? Well, because how else would you understand grace unless he attached sin to the law? Is the law bad? No, your flesh is bad. Because as soon as it hits law, it wants to sin. I'm I'm, I'm just mesmerized by this concept because... The more you understand the powerlessness, the easier it is to draw towards surrender to Christ because Mm. you realize it's his grace, his love, his power, his majesty, his glory that makes us capable of anything. Where does temptation come from? Does it always come from the devil or is it just... Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. There's only three temptations under the sun. And and when those are presented to you, do you you think... That it's the devil dropping this temptation in front of you and testing you? Or is it ever God testing you? Well, there is, uh, God doesn't tempt us. He said, there's no temptation that God does not provide a way of escape. God tests us, but he doesn't tempt us. That The temptation oh, comes that's good. from Satan, but God tests us. What's the difference? Uh, Sorry, I know you're tired. Well, uh, <laughs> no, and I mean, uh, here's a good example. Uh-huh. Um Satan with Job, he said, you know, give me your servant. The only reason he abides by you is because you have a shield. You have a wall around him. And he says, no, I'll remove it. You can do what you want to him. This is God and the devil talking. That's a crazy story. Isn't it? Yeah. For like, for years. I mean, like, oh my goodness, the thing Satan did to Job, who could ever have survived that? But nonetheless, so when he killed his family, um, the test was 
are you going to denounce me all along the test was are you mm-hmm. going to denounce your faith in god are you going to blame god for this or are you going to continue to praise and worship me even through the test through the challenge so it's satan that killed the the children or that allowed the children to be killed or however that came to be and destroyed the crops and had his wife leave him mm-hmm. and gave him the sickness but the test of faith comes from God, who's God allowed it to happen. Hmm. That's what I tell people all the time is that we, if we understand that we pray for the hedge of protection, if we understand that God orders our steps, and that's what I was thinking last night. I, I didn't want to talk too much, even though I, I have a tendency to talk too much in Bible study. <laughs> I just get so inspired. It's hard to explain. <laughs> but we went to Bible study yesterday, and the – the scripture reading that one of the associate pastors read out of nowhere was Psalm 42, which is what we read for the devotional um, that day. So we woke up. I told Andy, please, let's do the devotional before we leave because we're going to be tired. It was Psalm 42. We went off to the Bible study. He starts reading Psalm 42. And I was just, I was like, God orders our steps. You know what I mean? And he wants us to know that. I just thought of that in relationship to what ended up happening with me is that I needed, he knows it was okay. I know this guy needs to hear it a few times before it actually hits him in the face, like a shovel. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just hit me that for both of us, this was obviously something that was important for us to absolutely really concentrate. No, no, on. The, the, all the events of last night were preordained. Wow. And he wanted us to know that. And everyone's like, oh, it's such a cool coincidence. And it, no, it is not a coincidence. God orders your steps. And if you believe that, if you follow them and you're listening, then anything, nothing can touch you that God doesn't allow. Nothing. So he either allowed it to test you or you're being tempted and he will always provide a mean, means of escape to any temptation. It's like a, like an escape room. There's always an escape hatch for the believer. So that's where his love shows through in uh, in in the test because there's a part of me that says if he loved us why would he test us but is is that the love it's almost like with with our, with our kids we love them but sometimes i won't help them because i want them to either we, succeed or fail or no but don't you try to also demonstrate certain qualities and characters look mm-hmm. at the look at the thing we just went through god did he have to change our house like, no, no, he didn't have to. He could have kept us in the same house. But why did he want us to walk through that? I, I think there's at least a dozen reasons that I can think of. But he, in every uh, challenge that we're faced with, there's some character refining that he is trying to do, drawing us closer to him, refining our character, showing us fruit of the spirit, um, taking us to a place even physically that we can't even understand is better for us spiritually. And we need to get there. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get to location Z until we pass through a through Y. Wow. And so you just realize that he, or, and, and it's only by the freaky, what we think are coincidences like last night that you're like, okay, 
This, this was, is it was like, crazy last night. This is like get smart. Like we're, we're seriously in I love that the matrix. You know what I mean? Like the God is seriously in control right now. And I, I am, I just get this big smile on my face because I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is just awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was. Now that you even put more in my mind about what had to happen for it to actually happen. Right? Wow. What do you guys think? What, what is it that's going through your mind as far as uh, the, the, the testing and the temptations that may be put before you? How do you, how do you see it? Are, are we um, off base, on base? What do, what do you guys think? Danielle says. That's funny because the sermon I watched on Sunday was about Naaman and the training I had last night was also about Naaman. Exactly. <laughs> The Lord reinforces messages in, in to me, that's just his way of winking. Like this isn't the first time. No, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. And I'm sure it happens for every believer. If you're in tune, it happens all the time yeah. for God to say to you, you're on the right track. Keep walking. Mm. This is where I wanted you to be. This is who I wanted like, you to uh, meet. Uh, crumbs of bread. Yes. Like an Easter egg hunt. It's like a little clue. Yeah. You're, all right, I'm on, okay. the, I'm on the right trail. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's something else. <laughs> and then when you think about it, you're like, it, you know, like for you, Danielle, when you're like, Naaman, oh, okay, so why is he taking me into that study twice? There's obviously something there, right? Why is he, why does he want to walk us through that? For us, it's, uh, Oh, uh, my, uh, why are you cast down on oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? It, that's the Psalm, Psalm 42. And it goes on and on about, oh, you make a, uh, I am confronted with my enemies and yet um, I worship you. Sorry, the words are not coming to me, but it, but it repeats repeatedly the, oh, my soul, why are you downcast? Why are you disquieted within me? And I think that that was, you were going to use that lesson also for this gentleman in, that you guys were going to later go on and talk to because he doesn't get why he's going through this trauma. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening to me? You <laughs> know what, what I, I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're like, listen, you got to understand God's trying, this is a wake up call. God's trying to get you somewhere. This is not the God's desire to drown you. That's what that's what that's what really makes me sad is that people think God's trying to kill them or drown them. It's like no, He's trying to get you somewhere, but it feels like you're drowning. Right. So I got I got to lay this out a little bit now that you talked about all that because it just is. I think somebody may need to hear it, but. The, this Bible study that we go to, it's in a big, not a warehouse. It, the portion it was a warehouse, but they've converted it into like a break room or a, a conference room inside this big building. And uh, when we get there, we encircle these chairs. And so we're all facing each other. And and I sat in a place I'd never sit. I've never I never sat Actually, there. when I walked over, I was like, why is Andy sitting all the way over there? <laughs> I was sitting next to Dave. Yes. Uh, one of the pastors. Did you purposely go over there to sit next to Dave? Yeah, just to say uh... hi. But I never, I've never done that. And you've actually told me, don't go all the way in because I can't get out. <laughs> I hate not being able to yes. get out. I'm trapped. Um, and then this guy, um, this guy that, uh, is he a regular? I, I don't know that I've ever yeah, seen him before. don't say his name because we don't no, know. No, I'm not. But I don't know if I've ever seen him. Yeah. Who has he I been there before? before? He's just really quiet. Yeah. 
But on this day, um, he walks in and says something that I connect with. He just essentially he says he's, he's, he's losing his place where he's going to live and he's going to probably have to sleep in his car. That's, I think, vague enough. Um, and, and immediately I got, the Holy Spirit says almost instantly, and he's not talking to me, he's talking to Dave. I say, he said, Andy, you need to tell him your story. And I, and I was like going, no, I don't even know this guy. Why would I tell him my story? He's, he's young kid, not young. I mean, he's probably 30. Even like it seems younger, mid twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. And, and you have this whole conversation with God in your head. And meanwhile, yeah. the rest of the world's going on. <laughs> so and you may not even, I mean, I did share this with you, but this is the connection that I made out of all the people there. I think I'm the only one that would have the testimony that was necessary for him at this moment. And God put us together at that same moment. He was not going to come to the Bible study. It was a last minute thing that he decided I need to go to this Bible study. He's the only other Hispanic in the room besides myself. And when we went and I, and, and, and I kept like, I didn't know when I was thinking I was arguing with God through the entire talk that we were having, but the entire talk we were having was about what was going on in my head. Nobody knew, but I just got to share with you, whatever the story, whatever the discussion was, it had to do with gifts and uh, gifts mercy. of mercy, which I've never heard before that there was a gift of mercy. I didn't, actually I didn't even know there was a gift of mercy. And, and then God was saying, your testimony is going to be merciful to this gentleman right. because of what he's going through. And it, he needs to hear it. Am I, yeah. am I saying this? Right? Oh, absolutely. And I was like, going, but I don't understand. <laughs> why, but why was why it? Me? Can I honestly tell you? Yes. That? I, I mean, to me, that's so blatantly obvious. Why was that so strange to you? Because, because I, go, I don't know him. I, but, I, I go, why? But wouldn't you? I don't know. I was fighting it. I don't know why I was fighting it. Oh, okay. But so when you step aside, because maybe it was just the enemy trying to prevent you from. I think part of it, it was I would thought I was going to have to do it in front of everybody, and mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know because he kind of quietly said it the day, but I happened to be sitting the day, and that's why nobody else heard it. Uh, everybody else was chatting. Yeah. And I was thinking through my head. I go, well, if I bring this up, then we have to ex- not necessarily expose, but we have to now talk about his near his his soon to be homelessness. I'm not sure that he wanted everybody to know. Right. And I didn't have the chance that he was on the other side of Dave. So I couldn't say, Hey, do you mind if I talk about your homelessness? No, like, what, 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 what? So it was a battle between whether it were about both about what, what he wanted to keep private and about my struggle with this. I'm in this position of, of now I got to share my whole story. And am I right in what I'm thinking? Is it going to connect? Maybe he's not even, it's not even close to what my testimony, maybe, mm-hmm. Maybe nothing about what I have to say. And he says, well, that's not what I'm going through. This is something completely different. Because you always think that. I mean, I often think yeah. that. That whatever I say is, oh, that's that's not that's not for me. What you're telling me, I'm in a completely different situation. And what the first couple sentences they told you did not mention the father. So you didn't know that no. cue. No. Okay. <laughs> no. So the, there's a moment in, in that's a, a pretty normal in this Bible study is that, okay, we're going to go now into the part of the, of the Bible study where we can either, you know, tap somebody on the shoulder and take them in privately into a room and have a discussion with them or, or pray over somebody right there in the room. But there's all these other rooms that are in this building. And Dave, uh, the, the pastor, who's one of the leaders of the group, he elbows me and says, hey, want to go pray over a couple people? 
And I said, well, actually, I was, I've been having this thing in my head about the guy sitting next to you. And he goes, me too. And I go, okay, well, let's go. So we go. Um, another gentleman went with us, but he never even spoke. So I'm not sure what his whole part was in this whole thing. Um, but we go sit in a room at a table and uh, everything about his story is, is relevant to what my testimony was. Wow. Everything. His relationship with his father that he's Hispanic, that he's the youngest. I'm the youngest. Yes. He has older siblings that were successful. And, and he was and told that bullies, he was told, <laughs> yeah, they're bullies. And he was told that, you know, he's, he's not worthy. He, I mean, everything, not everything. A There's a couple of things, but a lot of it, but what was not related to me was related to my job. Yes. So there were some things that he said about my past job, not my current job, but my past job. And everything, it just kept lining up. I'm going, how is this even possible? Is there anybody else in that room that would have had a testimony that would have been, to, and the, the ability to be able to say to him, you're not alone. That was the biggest thing. You're not alone. I know exactly what you're talking about. But you can, it, you can, you can get to a place where you can overcome these obstacles. So you, I don't know how much of the discussion you heard, but okay. So folks, this, the discussion is on the gift of mercy and it's not, I... My God, it's not in First Corinthians 14. It's in a different section of Corinthians. It's in a Romans. Did he say it was in Romans? I think so, but I, I could be So mistaken. Paul goes to the gifts and they're in I different locations. Battling the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So <laughs> it was so and the gift, the way they describe the gift of mercy is that God gives this overwhelming, it's it's called a motivational gift where God moves you emotionally to do something on behalf of another person. And you know it's a mercy gift because God, you suddenly are overwhelmed with the emotions of feeling God's heart for a person, or you literally start feeling what that person feels, that God gives you what that person's emotions are so that you can sense them and empathize and do whatever it is that God directs you to do. Did you experience... To me, I think it would be the latter, right? Did you feel that was a mercy gift? Did God really share his heart for this young man through yes. you? After the, the whole discussion, because I just kept, all I kept doing was thinking about him. I think I have to get my testimony to him somehow. But I also was battling myself. Like, when do I do that? How do I do that? Can I wait a couple of weeks after we get to know each other? Like, I mean, there was all this whole thing. That's all like, well, maybe I have this whole discussion. And then it kept going and going. And I just shook my head because I knew. I knew I had to do it last Aww. night. And that's when I kind of went, oh my gosh. I, I, and thank goodness God tells me, hey, Andy needs help. Tap him <laughs> on the shoulder and get him into a room with this guy. But could you sense God's heart for that young man? Yes. Um, and what did that feel like? It was, like, was it-, emo- it was emotional, but thank God I didn't start crying. I mean, it was, uh, it was I, and I feel like this is not a time for tears. Because a couple of the guys talked about how they, when they felt it, it brought them to tears. Right. Like strong emotion. My, my feeling was that he needed strength. And he right. needed to, she needed to see somebody that out of the, I, I had to share Beautiful that I, I, I had lost my house. And, yes. I, and I, they hung a sign on my door for me to be out in 30 days. That I had lost all my retirement to pay employees. That I had made, I, 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 but I, again, I wanted to blame other people and wasn't looking at what it is that I had done. 
And that's what I was, my, was my message to him is that you have to look at what it is you are doing or not doing. There's something there that you need to change in your life. Absolutely. And because I needed to change something in my life or else I would never would be where I am today. Well, and I think that that's, yeah, I think. But it, but it was, I just want to finish this thought. Sorry, sorry. But it was the strength that, listen, look at, look at where I'm at today. That's, I said, I can tell you, I can show you, I can take you and show you where I am today. And you and I were in the same position where we were about to be homeless and had not, I didn't have, I had less than a dime. I had negative 50 or $75,000, negative 75,000. I had to find $75,000 on top of being homeless. And I had weeks to do it. Yeah. But it was, it was out of that. Okay. It was either. And I told him, it's, I go, it's, what are you going to do when you're home? You're going to now, you're going to continue to blame other people because you're going to continue to be homeless. You're not going to get out of it. What is it you're going to do with this? This is what God wants you to do. He wa he's looking for you to do something. Not go back into the situation that you is causing this grief, but move forward with God and listen to God. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be always fun, but it's, it will happen over time. It, I, go, I told him, I said, my, my reasoning to bring this to you, it, it took me a few years to make the adjustments. Sure. Adjustments. I don't want it to take several years for you. That's what God has given me for you is that you can make this change today. It'll take some time to move forward. Play itself out. To play itself out. But I, I don't want it to take. I was 50 something by the time I felt God. <laughs> um, uh, so sorry, I didn't mean to step on you, but that was the thing. That's the reason I, I, I did not get, I, I could get emotional really easy with just a song. But this was not a time for emotion. It was a time for strength. Absolutely. And uh, he needed, um, I think, a, a masculine lift Absolutely. as opposed to, you know. That was clear to me. So. Oh, so sorry. I, I knew you were going to say something, but I needed to finish what. No the problem. Reason why I, Let's I get to get, the scripture. Uh, get to the sobbiness of it. All right. And uh, it is. Hebrews 1, 8 and 9. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And Hebrews 2, 1 through 18. Sorry, we're supposed to put the banner. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's our scripture reading for tonight. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoke to the angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received as just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? So if we have been this, given this great gift and are free from all of that, um, punishment of the law, how could we ignore that gift? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs and wonders and miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified. What is mankind that you are mindful of them, a son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. 
and putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer their salvation perfect through what he had suffered. But the one who makes, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he may break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all, all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not the angel he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he has to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become merciful and a faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And so, as we've been talking about, this is all about God paving, God paving the way through Jesus Christ, coming to earth, living as we lived, to be that example, to hold our hand, to give us the indwelling of the Spirit, to make all of this possible because without him, we cannot reach perfection. We cannot reach salvation. We cannot go from glory to glory. It is all through the merciful, faithful high priest, Lord Jesus Christ, that we're capable of any of this, that we are made sons and daughters. That's amazing. Romans. Glorious. Romans eight, two. two. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Set you free. Set you free. Whoa. Anything about the scripture that, um, that other than what you already mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned enough. Yeah. I don't think we can, uh, um, you know, end this uh, devotional without talking about the Supreme Court leak of uh, their. That opinion. was so weird that it was a leak. Oh yeah, I thought it was a. What's What's so odd? I mean, it is. If it If it does turn out to be that they're going to overturn Roe, that I mean, that's glorious. Uh, but that there's so. I mean, of course, the conservatives are saying, "But wait a minute, there was a leak. Like, what? Why? Why are we not?" Why is everybody not upset about this issue, which is so important? We know it's on purpose. We know somebody did it, you know, obviously did it on purpose. But, you know, who, how, why, why now? Um, uh, Kamala Harris uh, tonight is speaking at a pro-abortion event that was already pre-scheduled. Wow. So it just so happens on the eve of that speech. Mm. And, I, and I put a post, I said, well, it's okay because... You can't, she doesn't make any sense when she talks anyway. So what, what, how is she going to use this in any you know effective manner in the way that she speaks? But, um, but that is uh, really a, a huge issue that needs to be uh, worked out. Yes. That, uh, that this is obviously 
they can see things are not going well for the Democratic Party. This may be either, you know, somebody's attempt to try to turn things around and to cause turmoil uh, in, in order to um, uh, bring the base of the Democratic Party to a fever pitch uh, to now begin to take action. For fear of losing Roe v. Because everybody's, you know, you're hearing, or at least they're hearing, at least on, you know, conservative news stations that things are looking bad. And typically voters, when things don't look like there's any hope for them, they don't vote, right? right? They don't do stuff and they, they sit back and say, well, why would I vote? We, we're going to lose everything anyway. Where in this case, they're going to say, oh, wait a minute. We, 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 it gets them motivated. It gets them back out there again. So that's one huh. uh, possibility. Makes sense. Um, but um, the other thing that the reason I kind of really want to bring this up is that what you see happening is this, this desire for having abortions legalized mm -hmm. is so it, it, it they they become so red-faced about not possibly being able to allow abortions to occur yeah and it, it, it i just look at it, it just seems so bad you got schumer who gets up in the in the senate and gives a speech and talks about that this the ability not to be able to abort babies, to kill babies, is an abomination. Go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I would say, I mean, wouldn't anybody say that the killing of a baby is, is an abomination? Yeah. How, how do you turn this around that not being able to kill a baby is an abomination? Like, why would you use those word, two words in the same sentence? Because it makes, it, you can almost see like the little horns coming out of his head and the pitchfork suddenly appear like... It, when I see it, it's just like, wow, I can't, because I used to kind of be on the other side. I was, I was kind of a wobbler uh, well, when it came not. to abortions. But uh, since then, I, I, and all this, the people that we've seen speak about it at Calvary Chapel and other places, I think they've really brought it more to my attention. I've, I've had a, a, a complete change of opinion on, on this matter. But so anybody that will, you know, may come to me who I knew back 10 years ago, Andy, you used to be kind of like on the fence with this whole thing. You're right. I was. But uh, I have a new, I have knowledge, more knowledge now, and more, and it's, it's changed my opinion. But uh, but but especially now, just seeing that their desire is like almost like I can't I can't put it my I can't bring a word out, but it just seems so. It does seem demonic. That's the only other thing I can think. It seems demonic that they just are so crazy about it. Yeah. It just causes them to yell and scream and cuss and you know I, I saw this girl just had you know holding up the middle finger to somebody holding a sign that said you know. You know, it was a pro-lifer and had some sign that had something, you know, very positive that, you know. Babies' lives matter. Yeah, babies' lives matter. And you saw the the, the pro-abortion person with the middle finger like, in their face. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. But it was like it was like this close. And it was on, you know, a news channel I was watching. And she's like double. And it was a woman. Like a, like a woman you would see, you know, serving you at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a restaurant or at the grocery store. You know, just with these middle like. To put that sign down. We want to kill babies. I was like, <laughs> what is going on in my world? It was so crazy. It's true. It's, um, yeah. So it's a very interesting time. We're going to see how this plays out. It, I think it's interesting. To, it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out as the days go forward. Uh, are they going to identify the person that leaked it? You know, but the Democratic Party and the president have said nothing about the leak. They've only mm -hmm. talked about what well, this is an abomination that they are going to overturn Roe. Like it's happened. This is not an opinion that's been signed 
it's not an opinion that's done. This is just the, the, deliberation. Uh, the deliberation and the discussion and the, uh, there's another word for it, the attorney product kind of like thing where they just were working it out, you know, you know, sending it back and forth between all the Supreme court justices and their assistants that work underneath them. But uh, they've already, you know, said, no, this is an abomination that they're going to overturn this. And they've already committed to the, the thought that it is going to be overturned. It probably is, but um, it's a little wacky. I can't, I, uh, it's going to be an interesting period of time here. Yeah, Every day there's something that, I mean, it's just, it's a really crazy world we're living in right now. The, the, the Setting stuff. time to be alive. Yeah. And like Jack says, I go, how would you, you don't want to be a Christian at any other time in history. And the only other time is maybe when Jesus was walking on the, on yeah, the of course. And to, to be with him, not, I wouldn't want to be at the crucifixion, but, uh, but being with him, mm. you know, it, it, he's given his sermon on the Mount, Would that not been awesome to be there. Yes. And then he would sure. be so far away and you can hear him clearly. Absolutely. He didn't have a mic or nothing. No speaker system. Nope. No, uh, you know, no uh, screen behind him playing a PowerPoint presentation. Just him mm-hmm. being powerful. <laughs> Sorry, all the comments stopped. Nobody, uh, nobody has any opinion on uh, any of these uh, these things. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested in what you have to say about you know what's going on in our world. If you have any thought, whether you're watching live or the replay, uh, go ahead and write in your, your comment. We'll see them if they come in now or after the show. Anything else? No. You're very silent on this whole thing. Because you don't let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do, you're going to cut me off. So I'm like, okay. Oh, no, go ahead. This is, no, I don't, yeah, everything's left my brain now. I can't think of anything I was thinking of. It was the, it was the Andy Falco show tonight, which was totally good. I love you. I love that. Go to andyfalcoshow.com. You'll find it on YouTube. <laughs> yes. Nothing. Come on. I, no, I'm now drawing an absolute blank. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me but, you, but i just i just have you i want to get you spent a lot of time in washington dc yes uh, in, in both in the white house and fbi headquarters and all that kind of stuff and uh what what is this thing uh you know is there anything that we need to know about leaks uh in particular uh as to when they happen how they happen well they're usually intentional somebody's mm-hmm. leaked them um and you know there's a motive behind everything. there's a motive and and I'll tell you off camera what my what my inclination is, who it would be, and how it would get there. Because Sotomayor. Uh, no, actually, I don't think it was. Oh, libs. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it was the libs. There are some people that uh, have your opinion. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. very few though. But I, I think uh, I think the first thought I it was her, her Sotomayor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I actually think it's going to have the opposite effect that it's uh, it's going to have the effect of empowering galvanizing the right mm. like ah oh, we got him on the run nice you know what is 2000 mules oh that's a huge one that's another thing that was the other thing that they were saying 2000 mules is um Dinesh D'Souza oh his movie, his movie oh. about the election that it it this was leaked at the time this was going to come out exposing uh, the election fraud that went on. Oh, wow. Another coincidence? I think not. No. Exciting no. times, whatever it may be. Hmm. 
I can't wait. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about this whole thing. How come you? Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I have so many questions now. So many questions. Uh, there's a lot more people watching, but Danielle's the only one commenting. Sorry, I didn't put up your comment for that one. But 2000 Mules, I, it's a must see from what I understand. I listened to Danish, 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 Danash, Danish, uh, uh, Danish um, today. I listened to today's broadcast and last night's broadcast. Danish. Um, He's he's so smart. Really him nice guy wife, too. Him and his wife are so so smart. Good people. You, 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 Good people. Were able to spend time with both of them? Not his wife, no. Oh. Just him. Oh, did you see it? Danielle, oh, you, you saw, saw it. it already, Danielle. Wow. I heard it's pretty good. Um, Leandra Blades, who was on the school board, she bought it apparently, and she's going to be playing it at her house. <laughs> and they're we're going to have like a little party, a little watch party. Why we can't just watch it? We can't. Um, you don't want to go watch it with the with the Yorba Indians. Oh sure, <laughs> but you can't just watch it on Netflix. Why does she have to buy it? Not right now. I think it's only at, out at theaters, uh, I believe. And then they're gonna make it available. Danielle, how'd you see it? Danielle's always in the know. Danielle knows everything. <laughs> so we need to bring her on the show <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for Danielle to respond to your question. Oh, did you did you see it at the theaters? I think she mom her mom probably got theater. it at the theater. Oh, okay. Her mom probably bought them tickets. Her mom's always in the know too. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Danielle's mom is up on all the latest conservative. Uh, really? Yes, happenings. Yes, That's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have one more thing to tell you, and that is uh, the Edify app, which is an amazing app that uh, has Christian podcasters on it. Eddie, you want to tell them about it? No, it's okay. You're, you're doing a great job, honey. <laughs> Let her rip. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Senior, I get sleepy just... <laughs> oh, I love you, Stinkum. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us this evening. Uh, have a blessed evening. <laughs> and he's, and he's going to be silent for the, the last seven seconds, but <laughs> you will I think hear the damage has been done. Yeah. All right. We love you. Have a great evening. See you soon. God bless. Take God care. bless. Bye.